welcome to From the Rooker End. It is our semi-final uh, special. Um, this is going to be the story of our day. Uh, and therefore it's our take on the day. You might have a different day to us, but this is our day. Well, they definitely will have a different day to us because they're not here, are they? Well, they might have been at the game and listening back to it. I'm being a bit argumentative. I'm a bit nervous. Sorry. Uh, first of all, Mike, where are we? We are on Marleybone High Street outside the Prince Regent. Um, we've had a lovely dinner, lunch and a couple of pints. Yeah, we're taking it very easy as we sort of build up. But you don't mention this being a Crystal Palace pub. Well, <laughs> we're everywhere is going to be Crystal Palace this side of, of Wembley, isn't it? So... Uh, yeah, we're doing our bit behind enemy lines, but I looked through the window and I can see a Watford fan. Yeah, yeah, there are Watford fans here, but I'm just saying. We, we, I thought it was going to be, you know, it's Marlborough High Street, there won't be a lot of fans, we'll go, you know, wherever. But all of a sudden there's a lot of Bournemouth fans, um, Bournemouth fans. <laughs> there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of Crystal Palace fans and I felt a bit un, un, unwary a little bit. Well, we need to get used to that because there is going to be a lot of Crystal Palace fans later. Yeah, at least half stadium, at least. Uh, Jason's also here. Uh, Jace, um, uh, it's uh, excitement yet? Yeah, a little bit of little bit of nervous bubble in me in me tummy, and that's not even a big because I'm not drinking today, so I can't blame it on that. Um, I'm one of those that are very traditional. I'm not um, excited by the fact that it's Wembley. I don't think it should be at Wembley, but it is what it is. So, obviously, going to get to the ground, going to get involved in the atmosphere. Walking down here to the pub, you say this is a Palace pub. The Globe outside Baker Street is absolutely awash with red and blue and noise and they look like they're having a great time. So they're clearly excited. And when we get to Wembley and when we can hear that from the Watford fans, yes, I will start to get excited. Because it's interesting. We, we, we talked about in the last podcast a lot of um, old semi-finals. Now, of course, we want Watford to win. And if I ask you the question, what do you want out of this game? It's obvious you want to win. But in terms of performance, what do you want out of this game? Yeah, I want a, 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 it's an easy question to answer. I want a good performance. I no, don't, no, 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 but what, what, do what do you want to happen? What do I want to happen? I want to be three 0 up in ten minutes with them down to nine men. Um, There's no but, imagination. Come on, Jace. Okay. What do you mean? But yeah, I want us to, to to play well. I want us to look and be an attacking threat. I want us to be solid at the back, um, and I certainly don't want us to be embarrassed and nervous. Because there's that risk. I think it's going to be two very nervous teams out there, and I just think it's going to pan out and be a really difficult, attritional, nervous, not a great game of football to watch. That's what I don't want it to be. Okay. Now we're joined uh, by friends of the podcast, uh, David Cam Walker. David, you're right. Yeah, very good. Well, you've had a couple of ciders. So I'm sure you're all right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Kelly, Kelly, you're right. I'm nervous, but I'm good, thank you. <laughs> okay. Right. No, we're we're going to Wembley. We've been there before. It's not been that long ago. Um, what for you, David? If there's one thing um, you want different from last time we were there for that player final, what do you want different? Well, I want us to turn up first and foremost. You know, we we were brilliant that season, but we got to the end. You know, and I think it was a bit after the Lord Mayor's show, wasn't it? Last time we had the, the whole Leicester thing, uh, and then we turned up the player final, and they did a number on us. Um, I just hope it's not the same again today. I, I think it's absolutely imperative that we score. If we're going to score, we got to score first. And then we can hang on and they can put us through the ringer for you know, 18 minutes or so or whatever. And then we might win. But I think if Palace score first, we could be in for a long afternoon. Well, as you know, uh, statistically, the one thing that's uh, consistent in Watford in semi-finals is that we score at least one goal. And so it's going to happen. Kelly, um, basically, you know, the Watford didn't turn up last time. Um, who, for you, if you had to pick one player who has to step up from what has been their norm... For this season so far, who do you reckon will be the, the, the step-up player for Watford this year, this, this, this game? Can I be cheeky and not say one player? I want to say two. You I'm have to put them in order, preference, preferential order. 
but I want Troy Deeney and Odion Nagalo to scare Palace like they did with every single defence they played at the first half of this season because the partnership hasn't been there in recent months. Watford have suffered and that's largely been because of them, I believe. Not that either of them have played particularly badly, but Odion Nagalo has obviously tried to pass more. It's not worked for him. <laughs> He's not scored as many goals. Troy, they've both been working so hard. I'm not saying they haven't been working hard, but it just hasn't, it just hasn't quite been working. So I want them, I want Palace to be terrified of them today from the first moment. I want them to be on it. I want them to be smiling. You know those pictures that we see, those celebration shots where they're laughing. People have tweeted and said, if these two are laughing, you're in trouble. And that's what I want today. So I want them both to step up. I want Palace to be scared and I want their fans to shut up because they're so scared. <laughs> I mean, let's not beat around the bush. We're all being a bit tentative. We're nervous and we're saying it's going to be a close game. We Watford have got an incredible squad. The, the first 11 will be a talented, talented side. Probably the most talented player set of players that have ever set foot on a, on a field for Watford. And they should be able to raise their game for a game like today. There are no excuses. They've got European experience. They've got international experience. They've now got Premier League experience. There's no place to hide today. They've got a team that they know they can beat. We know they can beat. They just need all of them to a man need to step up and to perform at the level that they were brought in to perform at. If they do that, we're going to have a magnificent afternoon. Is it going to be a magnificent afternoon? Oh, absolutely not. We'll lose 3-0. <laughs> Thank goodness Mike's returned, because if you'd said the different, I'd have felt really uneasy, even more uneasy about going into this game. Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking at, a, at this rate for a reason. <laughs> well, we hopefully won't drink too much, so the rest of the podcast won't sound like that. Uh, but this is going to be a story of our afternoon, uh, and we're going to be heading off to Wembley for Watford against Crystal Palace in the FA Cup semi-final soon. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. It's a blistery Sunday and we're outside Wembley, Jason! It's blistery, it's blustery. I'm starting to wish I'd bought my, <laughs> starting to wish I'd bought my hat. Uh, you, you, Jason, uh, you don't have any... Hey-ho, is he playing? Uh, oh, no, I don't think he is. That's a shame. OK, well, we, we've just seen... Uh, it's quite interesting. We, we're sat here waiting, you know, this thing when you come to a game like this, you've got tickets from one person, you know, they're trying to meet up over their place. And we're still outside Wembley on the, on the big screen out here we, we saw the team come through Jason um, and this was always for me was going to be the defining moment of the afternoon how was I going to feel and the feeling I got because you, you quickly remind us of, of the team that you picked for um, the starting 11 on our last podcast you I, said I said uh, Pantelimon in uh, Paredes not in uh, Britos and Cathcart in uh, Ake in uh, I had Anya, not in. Substitute. Amrabat, <laughs> not allowed to play. Capoue uh, and Watson, in. Dini and Igalo, in. And it, 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 it came up, we were like, we were surprised when this came up, it was a big graphic with all the, all the, the numbers and stuff. Um, we missed a part, some of us missed part of it and some of us saw, saw the end. Um, but the, the, the massive talking point, of course, is the fact that it, this is a... Um, it wasn't sort of as attacking, I suppose, as, as you had wished. No, my, my uh, thinking behind the eleven was that we fight fire with fire and put pace in that team. Uh, we've got Gerardo, who might be able to cause some problems. We've got Abdi, which was an interesting one. Very. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays. I'm assuming we're sticking with 4-4-2 and he will fill a wide position. Uh, perhaps Kike remembers his goal at Vicarage Road against Palace in uh, way back in 2013. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Kike that, does. That was a quality goal, and perhaps he's just thinking he could he could pull something off like like that today. Because <laughs> other than that, um, I love Abdi, but recently 
I don't think his performances have been as good as he likes. So be interesting. That, but no, we talked about we, we did talk about him early in the season, saying that, you know performances haven't been as Alan Abdi as we'd want them to be. But is that because he's now playing in a different position than he normally would have been? But isn't it good? And he hasn't been at the game time he should have been. But isn't it good that he's sort of an adapting player? Hey, yes, it is good if he can adapt to the level that he needs to adapt to in the Premier League and semi-final of the FA Cup, which I'm not sure he's quite done that yet. Well, he's, he scored against Stoke, and we were away at that game. And I've got a feeling the man who is going to win us this game is Alman Abdi. I hope you're right, John. I hope you're right. Uh, we're about to head into Wembley. Uh, it's busy. The train wasn't fun because we were coming from London. It was full of Crystal Palace fans. And to be fair, they, could, they, they can't sing. Um, but we're going to go into Wembley um, and see the FA Cup semi-final that Watford are in. The sixth time Watford have been in it. That's a lot more time than Crystal Palace have ever been into it. So uh, it's going to be fun. Come on, Watford! Five minutes, Dave. We are one nil down. Is it 25 minutes already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not quite. 24 and a bit. Every time. Um, the one, the Easy, Kelly. Easy. What were we saying before the game? The one thing that we didn't want to happen that was an early Palace goal. What their second corner? Pretty average ball into the box. We were all over the shop, and Balassi of all players pops up at the back post to head him in front and. I mean, you can tell that the atmosphere is instantly, the life just went out of all the Watford fans in this end, and it's, it's not good. Well, I, I, I'm afraid it happened early on. Kelly's waving her hands. Kelly, you know, come on, it's, it's understandable the reaction, but it's, it's not over yet, is it? It's not over, no, and I think Watford have played pretty well since the goal. They've kind of, they've gone forward, they're trying. I don't think the referee's helping them, as you probably heard me shouting then. I'm sorry, but there's a few players, and I know Mike will agree with me on this. They've gone down a little bit easy on the edge of the Palace box. Nyon then got penalised for something. It was absolutely ridiculous. I think there's still, there's still some life left in Watford yet. It's, I mean, it's 25 minutes gone. I was surprised it was that long as well. The Watford fans, there's a few that do need to stand up and be counted now, but we're, we're all certainly giving it a go. <laughs> I just think what Watford are doing is they're waiting for the second half, so they'll score at this end. That's my hope. It might just be a hope. Uh, yeah, 25 minutes gone. 1-0 uh, Palace. Half time, half time. Still 1-0 to Crystal Palace. They're not beating us. Does that make sense? I don't know. Well, they are beating us. Technically, technically. Don't mean, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're not... They look more confident. They look more composed. But that's it. Oh, I don't know if composed, but they definitely. It, for me, that's maybe that's different. They are just more confident because they scored the early goal. But it's not like they scored a goal and they kept coming. They kept coming. They kept coming. It's not like we haven't had our moments of like trying to control the game. But it's not like we've turned that into going forward either. I think the difference is when a player like Balassi gets on the ball, our defenders are worried and they've got something to think about. Whereas when we give the ball to Gerardo or to Neom 
or Abdimiadis barely got the ball. But none of our forward players are really posing Crystal Palace's defence any problems. If you're a Crystal Palace defender at half-time of this game, you're pretty happy with yourself. There's nothing that's causing you any real concerns going forward. We're not stretching them. We've got no real threat in behind. We don't really have much width. And the few times we've moved, we've had the ball, we've had possession, it's been quite predictable. It's been side to side. There's got to be penetration. There's, there's no speed of movement with or without the ball. And it's, it's very predictable and very easy to defend against. Because I thought that side to side was almost like a, a, a trying to build that confidence, you know, build that, have the ball, be control of the ball, not dominate the game, but, you know, just be, be have the upper hand, let's say, by controlling it. And that would then lead to to more, to having full confidence, to being scoring a goal. I'm still keeping hold of the idea that they're waiting to score all the goals at this end. I'm, I'm keeping that in my mind. Um, it, it, I don't want to say it was a... Was it a terrible first half? We've had worse. <laughs> Kelly, we've had worse. That half for me was a culmination of everything Watford have been since Christmas, unfortunately. I said earlier in the podcast that I hoped Troy and Odeon got back to what they'd been in the first half of the season, but unfortunately, Watford have had possession, as you said. We have, we probably have seen worse. I was at Southampton away, yeah. and that was probably one of the worst half of football I've ever, well, the whole game of football I've ever seen. I nearly left early. I didn't. Um, but I echo everything that you've both just said there. Um, Watford have had possession but have done nothing with it. Palace will be saying, we're terrible. How are we in the lead? But we are in the lead. And they, do they deserve it? I don't know, but I wouldn't want to be watching this as a neutral, that's for sure. Yeah, if you have a BT Sport, you watch this at home, uh, you might have enjoyed it. Uh, but we're, we're about to go in for another half of football uh, and we'll, well, we'll just see what happens. Shall we? Maybe? You'll, you'll hear our mood at the end of the game. Hopefully it'll be better than this. Well done. Unlucky. 72 minutes in and it's um uh, what we're still losing since last time we spoke, but it's uh, it's 2-1. We've got a goal day, Palace are got a goal off a bit of bad offending from Aki. It's still there, isn't it? Fingers crossed. It's a lot lot better than the first half. We're running around more, we're getting into them more. We've we've got the ball forward quicker a few times. Gediora's come on, got the you know, been a bit more positive, a bit more energetic. You know, I think the goal's given us a bit of belief, but it was a, it was a blow to concede so soon afterwards. Yeah, and we look like there's one more sub to come. We can sort of see from over here. We look like it's going to be Anya, and we're assuming for Gerardo, which gives us that sort of forward push again. Um, there's a Palace substitution at the moment. 25 minutes to go. Off. Trying to shore it up there, I think. Taking Balassi off, bringing MacArthur on. There's still time to score some goals. And will Watford score there? If it be the first semi-final, Watford have scored two goals. It will be, I believe. So, Michael, I didn't speak to you through the game. No. Nope. Because you're not the best person to speak to through nope. a game of football. No, no, it, I found that very difficult. Uh, really disappointed. Um, yeah, I thought I will preface this by saying I think Crystal Palace deserved the win. I think they were better than us uh, from start to finish. Uh, they were. They pressed us very, uh, very hard. They didn't let us have the ball uh, and exposed us um, as as being very, very one-dimensional. Deserved the win. Congratulations to them. But absolutely gutted with the, with the performance from Watford. Yeah. What I don't want to do at this point is to sit here and go. Well, just think about where we were. Think about how we achieved. Look at us in the semi-final. We're finishing the Premier Definitely League. I want, but I don't know what else to say. Well, this was a this was a this was a one-off game, which is why I'm really deeply disappointed with it because nothing mattered. 
other than this, you can go for it in this game. You can give it, give it all you've got. And if you lose 3-0 because your game plan didn't come off well, well, so be it. But just to go out with, um, with a whimper. And again, you know, I keep prefacing things. I'm still covering my own, <laughs> covering my own backside, aren't I? But <clears throat> obviously, Kike came up with a plan that he thought would work. But what did we have? Two shots on target yeah. in an FA Cup semi-final? It's hugely disappointing. Hugely disappointing. We looked ponderous. We looked, we looked slow. We looked lethargic. Um, how is that, that different from what has been the last two months? I yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right to say that. But what I would say is that this is a different game. Because look where we're at. We're stood, we're stood in the shadow of Wembley Stadium. As we look past, there's uh, you know, 75, 80,000 people walking past us. 79,110. Oh, right, lucky people. About 30, <laughs> 33,000 of those will remember it and the, and the rest of us won't. But this, this is a one-off game. It's an FA Cup semi-final. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, Kike has mentioned this game before. He said, perhaps we've lost a little bit of focus because of this game. And then that's, that's what we got. Uh, and for me, that was, worse than the, that was worse than the playoff final. I feel worse now than I do after the playoff, uh, playoff final in 2013, was it? Why, do you think? Because I remember, I, my, my feeling at the end of that, that you know, I think, I'm sure there's a podcast that we did after that, where we kind of went, we, we stayed and we watched Palace mm-hmm. lift that trophy mm-hmm. and we just sort of like for completion for us and we sort of felt, we, we, we could be back here again. There was a feeling we could be back here again. What I felt. Or at I, least know that we will be pushing for promotion again. That game was to get promotion to the Premier League and I felt that Watford were, were destined for the Premier League and I was confident walking away from that game that, fair enough, Something, sometime the dice don't fall in your favour. Things just don't happen for you. It doesn't work. It didn't happen that day. We didn't get promoted. But I knew, I was confident that Watford was being set up in a way that we'd have at least have a decent tilt at going up again. And we were proved right. It, did, it didn't work out the year after, but we, we nailed it last year and we've done well in the Premier League. Let's not, this, this doesn't need to detract from the Premier League season. No. We stayed in the Premier League, which was our objective, which is something that come the end of the season, we all need to raise a glass to and look forward to Premier League football at Vicarage Road uh, next season. But this is different. This is the FA Cup. Um, and, and this was a chance. This was an opportunity for Watford Football Club, our team, to go out there and just go and give it a give it a go and maybe maybe just maybe deliver something that we will remember not just for staying in the Premier League not just for for next year or the year after forever history book time history book time and for whatever reason I haven't had a chance to dissect it we're talking two minutes after the final whistle but but that performance was it just felt to me very poor. It's been a long day. <laughs> I, I will admit I'm feeling a little bit emotional. I certainly won't be getting behind the wheel of a car anytime soon. <laughs> but it felt to me that was a, a, a poor performance, not befitting uh, of, of an FA Cup semi-final. And, and I feel sad. One thing I always had coming to this game this week, let's call it about unsettlement, was this whole thing about, in the press, quite a lot, more than, you know, m- a little bit more smoke yep. going on. This whole thing about Kike... Or possibly being on his way out and I got quite frustrated at not just that fact it was being talked about well that, that was the first thing I was frustrated that it was being talked about on this week and that it's it's around yeah. at all yeah and I think I'm very critical of supporters of other clubs who are one-eyed who don't allow a a, a sort of critical eye to be passed uh, to be cast over their club and when all this came out, I thought, oh, what is everyone going to say? That's going to be so tiresome. Match of the day, Sky Sports News, the print journalists are all going to be saying, Watford stayed in the Premier League. They got to an FA Cup semi-final. No further, obviously. What more do they expect? And I was like, oh, this is just going to be depressing to, to deal with that. But then 
DCW who's with us today, Dave Cameron Walker, he shared a, um, a really interesting article from, um, uh, I think it was in the Telegraph, we'll tweet it from the from At Watford podcast just so people can see it, but it was a, that rarest of things, which is a, a really dispassionate view, it wasn't someone who likes Kike because he looks cool, it wasn't someone who likes Kike because he's got what he's kept unfashionable, in inverted commas, Watford up. Because Watford aren't that Watford anymore, and that's what people don't understand, is that this is a different football club. This is a different opportunity that, that the football club has. And he took himself away from it, the, the journalist, and I do apologise, I can't remember his name, but like I say, we'll, we'll tweet it out. And he said, teams who struggle in the second half of the season, teams who go into the next season on the back of dreadful form, struggle. Now Le- Leicester are the, are the obvious, <laughs> obvious, uh, obvious... Yeah, but they, technically, uh, Leicester didn't finish that season on bad form. Yeah, so but basically what he's saying is Watford could be forgiven for thinking about getting rid of their head coach because you look at Newcastle, you look at Sunderland, you look at Villa, all of them have struggled going in at the, at the tail end of the last season and lo and behold, they can't pick themselves off again. They haven't, they haven't started, the, new, the summer hasn't given them a boost, they haven't started better. It's been the same at all of those clubs and they've started poorly and a couple of them at least are going to go down so but is that a thing about football when things need to change why is it always the manager that needs to get changed do we not just need to change imagine changing four players in a squad of 25 I think we need to be very very clear about, about the model which Watford have adopted and, and it's, no, it's no change from, from where we've ever been Watford will be funded on player sales so the way you make money from player sales it's having high-performing players. You buy them cheap and you sell them high. We're standing out Sainsbury's, outside Sainsbury's, <laughs> drinking a can of Jack Daniels uh, and, Coke. and Coke. They bought it for whatever, 25p, and they've sold it to us for... Well, I don't know, because you bought them very, very kind of you, John. <laughs> Cheers. But it's the same premise. They buy them and then they sell them on. They need someone who's going to put them in the shop window, make the team perform, make the player perform, and therefore that's how Watford will survive. We're not you, can't like that. you can't like that as a Watford fan. That's, how that's else, the game. How else do we get anywhere? How else do we get anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. That's the model we've signed up for. Everyone, everyone likes, everyone likes the stadium. Everyone likes walking into the glittery, shiny new um, Vicarage Road. Everyone likes the fact that um, we've, we're getting good players coming in. We're signing players on good wages, on 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 high transfer fees. Where does that come from? That doesn't. It doesn't come from thin air. These they generate the money, and then then the money comes from player sales. Uh, yes, I know, but. <clears throat> I don't like that. And I'm a teacher and I have 30 children who are 9, 30 10... Children. 30 children, to you and your wife, John. Yeah. <laughs> who are 9, 10 years old. And my favourite thing for them to do is to fail and to learn from that. Let's go back to Batman. You know, Batman, why do we fall over to get back up again? And my worry is that for this football club at this point in our history of our development, our redevelopment, let's say, is that actually you need to fail and keep that failure in the club the only people who'd seen the failure of coming to Wembley before was Troy who scored a goal Alman Abdi and Akitjani came on later on there was no one else in there and you need to keep this sounds a bizarre thing to say you need to keep failure in a football club well I think you're I think you're making there's two very different projects underway here the FA Cup is is something that is no no no, but we failed in the league this year January was blooming awful and we haven't 100% come back from that. Apart, well, and this, this FA Cup run has kept us bobbling up. Well, this is the beauty of football, isn't it? Because there's so many sort of uh, different shades of grey. So many, you know, 
have we failed in the league? I would say we haven't. No, 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 we haven't. Because we're going to play for Premier League football next year, which was absolutely the, the target. So, But your man in the Telegraph was right. Actually, we need to finish. We've got Villa, Liverpool, Norwich, Sunderland. Three teams below us. We need to leave this season on a high, not just if the manager changes. Forget that completely in some ways. It's about those players that are going, hey, we can, as a team, come back. Surely. I think we're going to struggle to end the season on a high. The high is that we've, uh, we're going to stay up. Um, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's about sort of um, absorbing, embracing where we've gone wrong and that sort of huddling up saying, remember Wembley, let's not, let's not do that again. But I think it, it, it's very, very different. Watford Football Club are now operating at a level that is different than any of us are used to. It's different from the lot from... So Jason, we, we were speaking to earlier, he was here during the 80s. Um, and we were there at the tail end of it. It's very, very different to that now. We do football does not operate like that, like it or not. And we are in a situation where we need to have a a model, a structure, something that will work to keep us going, keep us ticking over, keep money coming in, and that's where we're at. Well, this has been our day of the FA Cup semi-final here at Wembley when Watford lost 2-1 to Crystal Palace. Thank you very much to Kelly and especially David who uh, did the bits throughout the uh, the first half. Um, it's been um, <clears throat> another one of those days uh, as we have with football fans. And hey, next week we play Aston Villa. Yeah, look, in a Premier League fixture. <laughs> so like, I'm grumpy as hell and I'm going to go and get extraordinarily drunk now and I'll be cross. So apologies to anyone who sees my Twitter post over the next couple of minutes. But look, you know, this is... It's always going to be incremental. It's always going to be incremental. We've come from losing at home to what was it? Who did we lose at home to in the last game of the season? Was it at Huddersfield? I can't. I can't remember. Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the whole thing looked. It was bleak. It was miserable, and we were going into a summer where is this whole thing going to work? Well, yeah, it will work. It's going to take time. We've had another crap day at Wembley today, so I'm disappointed with that. But the future is interesting. The future is almost certainly bright uh, and it's going to get brighter as soon as I finish this Jack Daniels I'm, I'm not going to finish this podcast Mike without you doing a big old come on you horns look <laughs> come on come on you hornets we're still there they're still there we're not going anywhere come on you hornets a podcast made by Watford fans, fans. for Watford fans from the rookery end